Clarence Caldwell's True Life Academy helps intelligent, ambitious people achieve and accomplish amazing things for the purpose of living the life they've always dreamed of. We will show you how to tap into the gifts that we all have been given. True Life Academy gives you the best possible chance of living a life full of wealth, health, love, and personal power. As a certified coach, mediator, speaker, and trainer, Clarence has the skills needed to guide you to the most amazing life you can imagine for yourself, focusing on your relationships, finances, health, and career. So join the Academy and be awakened to your true life, the life you dream of, the life that fulfills your purpose, yes, the life you were intended to live. True Life Academy starts now. Hello, 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 and welcome, everyone. Welcome to True Life Academy. This is Clarence Caldwell, your host, your guide, and your coach for the week. Thank you for joining. Hello, welcome, and good morning. Yes, good morning. No matter when you're listening to this, what time of day it is where you are, what part of the world you're in, if you're listening to what we're saying, then you are waking up. You're waking up to your true life, so I bid you a good morning. Don't hit the snooze button. Stick with us. There is some really, really special and exciting information we're going to share with you, as we always do. I do have a very special guest with us. Uh, but before we do that, I just want to remind you, as always, that if you live your life in three ways, that you will begin to set the platform, the foundation for this amazing life, not just life, but work, relationships, career, uh, finances, health. Everything seems to just flourish if you live your life in these three ways. And then, first of all, it is living with an attitude of gratitude, living in thanks. It is so very important to be thankful. Now, I know there are things that happen when that you're not thankful that these things are happening. But when you live with an attitude of gratitude, it's about being in thanks as opposed to being thankful for specific things. So if you live with an attitude of gratitude, you have a better shot of being happy. Happiness doesn't begin until gratitude starts. Secondly, giving. Give when you can. When you give from within, you receive at the same time. Giving is a two-way street. And then thirdly, because we have this gift, this power to choose, they can take everything away from you. Your, your material things, everything can be taken away from you, but no one can take away your power to choose your thoughts. When you choose, that's a gift. That's a power. That's something to be thankful for, right? But I encourage you to love first and then choose. Be thankful. Give. Love first and then choose. If you've lived your life that way this past week, then I know you've had an amazing week and you've made an amazing week for the people around you. So again, hello, welcome, and good morning. As I mentioned, we have a very special guest with us today. Uh, I'm going to introduce her to you so that we can get started talking with her right away and understanding what she's all about. Andrea Justad is with us. She's a speaker, author, consultant, coach, and with almost 30 years in business, Andrea firmly believes that great leaders invest in developing their people. Recognizing that her road to success connects with business leaders in a powerful way, Andrea speaks professionally about what leadership investments to make now to get and make a big difference in the future for yourself, your team, and your business. So without further ado, I'm going to 
ask Andrea, if you're there, please say hello to our listeners. Hello, Clarence. Hello, listeners. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you very much for being here. I know you're very busy. Your schedule is very tight for you to take the time to uh, join us. Uh, very much appreciated. I appreciate you. Uh, thanks so much, Clarence. Yes. Uh, now, I'm, I must say, in full disclosure, Andrea and I um, no, have known each other for a little while now, and we've worked together on a on a few things. And uh, I got to tell you, of all the people I've worked with, uh, she has probably, in the shortest amount of time, helped me the most. And uh, I, I don't say that lightly because I've had a lot of people helping me along the way. Uh, and one of the things that's very, very important that we all know is that none of us do this alone. We all need someone. So, Andrea, thank you for being there as a support for me. Oh, my gosh, Clarence. Thank you so much for saying that. It gets back to the reason why we're even talking this evening, which is taking a moment to reflect on what works for you and sharing it with others. And um, I, I'm so happy that our work together has really been impactful for you. Let's talk more about how we got to this point. I mean, wow. Yes. That's such a kind way to introduce me. It really means a lot. Thanks so much. It says a lot oh. about you. Well, absolutely. I, you know, I uh, certainly give credit where credit is due. So, uh, um, and you, uh, you've earned it. So, no, no, no need for, for thanks there. So let's let's find out. I know who Andrea is. So let's find hey, Claire, out. I just gotta laugh here for a second because okay. you, you know I usually give you a call to see if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, <laughs> and to have you come back and say such kind things. I mean, we all need that support. You're right. We can't do this stuff alone. So. That's right. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, that's that's great. Thanks for that. Uh, so so let everybody. Uh, I want to know a little bit. Of, I know about you, but I want everybody to get to know you just a little bit better. You're you're doing work right now with with leaders, and uh, you have this thing about investing in their people and and how they become great leaders. What brought you to this work? And and let's just learn a little bit more about who you are. Can you tell us something that's not in your resume? Well, there's a lot that you don't put in your resume, isn't there? But that's really <laughs> that's really what makes us who we are. Um, yeah, I'd love to. So, you know, it's interesting that you asked that question. And the reason it's interesting is because we spent a lot of time this past week talking with a number of individual leaders and then with a group about what was important to them. And I introduced them to my program, which is called the Leadership Edge. And it invites you to find your own leadership edge and to step out a little bit differently than you have been in the past. And we talked about what's required of you to really see that opportunity, step into it, what to do to make it effective, and then take it forward. And, you know, when you, when you invite people to do that, you, people generally would wonder, and I would wonder this too, why should I listen to you? And that gets to why I got into this in the first place. Mm-hmm. I've been in business, as you recognized, uh, for 30 years, which doesn't quite seem possible. I'm 44, so that puts me back at, in um, the family business as a teenager. And it was, you know, it's an entrepreneurial thing. We've been in business. It was a pool supply company in the Midwest and a summer, a very heavy summer business and seasonal work was, was always intense. And so I would go in and help my dad and, and help my uncles and everyone else who was working. And, uh, not very familiar with, with what customer service was about, what made happy customers, where things broke down, 
Um, and you know, even from the very beginning, I was more curious about how everything worked than, frankly, about doing, uh, you know, doing the cash register, which is, of course, where you get started. Mm. And that um, that led to seeing what really could propel me forward in business. And my grandmother, who had started, who was running the business when I was there, actually, her husband, who um, who passed before I was born, started the business, but she ran it for the first 12 years of my life until um, my uncle took it over. And her advice to me was to go out and get an education, try other things, and then come back to the business if I wanted to. And I took that to heart. So I went and got my education. I got my degree, and I, and I worked for a long time in corporate. And um, I, I think you did too as well, uh, Clarence, before you became a coach. Yes. And uh, so you know how that can be a really interesting experience. There's so much innovation and excitement and, and, and great things that business can bring to the table. And there's also a whole lot of um, lack of individuality, lack of, of you know, engagement that's happening too. And I saw both sides of those things. Mm-hmm. The work that I was doing was in the procurement area. And so we were buying things and we were, we were buying, we were doing multi-million dollar transactions. And so my work involved making sure that my customers, my internal clients could use the work that, that I was sourcing for them. Yet we were required to do it for the lowest possible cost, which ended up turning over something to my managers and my clients that was really difficult to use because you, know, you get what you pay for. And um, often, if it was the lowest cost out there, it wasn't necessarily the best value, even though we tried to make that work. It was a conflict. And so after doing that for about 12 years and working my way up through the ranks of of the organization and doing a lot of different things like process improvement efforts and Six Sigma and and reorganizing our group and, and mentoring some leaders to come through the group and to take on new roles. And really learning what it was about to be in corporate, I thought, you know what, I'd really like to do something a little bit different with this. And so I started a consulting firm that allowed me to focus on being more strategic. The reason that that's important is because being more strategic allows you to see a bigger picture. To take into context what, what you bring to the table, what your, what your partners bring to the table, and how that delivers value for the for the end customer, and mm-hmm. keeping that at the forefront of your thought at all times made a difference to the businesses that applied it more strategically. I got to do that for eight years as a consultant. Nice. There was a pivot point there, though, that gets us to why I'm doing what I'm doing today with the Leadership Edge. Okay. And that was that all of this work was about refining a process. Um, getting a, getting a clearer set of bullet point goals, um, you know, being, it it was very mechanical and it, it, it could be very effective, but it didn't engage the people who were involved in it in, it didn't, it didn't let them bring their best to the table. It just asked them to do things. Mm-hmm. You know, I hear, I hear my, my, my two teenagers who are 16 and 17 echo this back to me when they talk about the, the challenges of, of education today. You know, we have to learn all these things. We're being trained to sit for eight hours because that's what school was set up to do so that we could be working in a, at a factory and it just doesn't fit anymore, mom. And, you know, along those same lines, 
innovation is coming and the next generation is asking us to do something different about it. And it was that impetus. It was that connection with, with behaviors and, and what really is going to be the value equation in the next, you know, 100 years. But right. it really got me thinking about, do I want to stay in this field and, and work on pushing the next thing forward? Or, yes. well, or do I want you, to do something different? Yeah, hold that thought. We're going to be right back, and we're going to finish that thought when we get back after this break. Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. How's your job going these days? Stop the frustration with your career. Give yourself the advantage in breaking through to the next level. What you will need to be successful are the insights and strategies that will work for you. Hi, this is Clarence Caldwell. You know me from True Life Academy, a powerful podcast that is reaching millions of people around the world. What you may not know is that I've spent many years as an executive for some of the largest companies in the United States. Whether you're trying to break the $200,000 income barrier or just wanting a fulfilling career, our leadership mentor programs are just what you need. Visit me at ClarenceCaldwell.com or call us at 8883 090917. That's 8883 090917. Your time is now. Let's break through to the next level of your career. your career, your happiness, your life. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for hard Warming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the million dollar mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M A R L A T A B A K A.com. It's the million dollar mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Welcome back, everyone. We're here with Andrea Justed, and we are talking about a, a new type of leadership, I'll call it, because what uh, Andrea was d- describing to us was something that goes a little bit beyond the strategies or the mechanical uh, uh, goal setting and that sort of thing that that uh, seems to play out in, in the educational system as well, according to her, her own children. Andrea, tell us a little bit more about that. Thanks, Clarence. I'm glad to be back. Okay, so, you know, we were talking about what's important in thinking about how to lead for the next generation. And 
Tom Kalopoulos, who is the founder of the Delphi Group and has been talking about the future for 20 years, also spoke at the conference where I was speaking earlier um, last week. And he wrote a book called Generation Z. And his, his charge to us was that the next generation doesn't really want to change the world. And you've heard from many, I'm sure, as you talk about how to interact with millennials and the next generation and, and how, what, what do we do to hire them and keep them interested in the work? And what about disruption in the industries when new startups come in? His comment was, they don't want to change the world. They need to. They see it differently. They operate completely differently. He mentioned a story of his son, his 17-year-old son, who games a lot. And, and a lot of that generation is, is very competent in the gaming field. And he would keep encouraging his son to get outside and play and, and tell him stories about when he was young and would go play in the cul-de-sac. And I remember doing that. Do you, Clarence? Oh, yeah. Of course. Well, and, and what, his, what his son finally you know, told him was, Dad, you know, this right here, these friends of mine, this is my cul-de-sac. This is where I go to be social. That's a different, you know, that's just plain different than the way that we're thinking. And part of the reason that I'm doing the Leadership Edge mentoring program is to give people an opportunity to invite what will create value for this next generation of buyers, this next generation of citizens in the world to participate in that actively. And to do that, you've got to get out of your own way. And that's, <laughs> that's actually what we talk about in the program. Yeah. Do you like to hear a little bit more about that? Yeah, that, that's very interesting because you, you were talking about Generation Z, which kind of is, is beyond the, the millennials. Uh, it's that younger group that truly will have this, this ability to change the world and uh, beyond where, where you and I are used to seeing. Uh, so, yeah, tell us more about that uh, that session that you had last week and, and what came out of that. So a lot of the things that I teach in the session came from my own learning as I got more in touch with, um, with what leadership really meant. And I'd had the experience in corporate. I'd gone back and consulted to corporate. I'd seen what leaders needed to do in order to impact change in their organizations. And I needed to know more so that I could teach it so that I could communicate better, so that I could enable others to do what they did best for their businesses. So I read a lot of books. There were probably 200 of them. I think you and I have joked about that over the last few months. Yes. Um, but there were some significant pivots that happened. And for me, they were asking for help. That was a big one. And I remember the first time I did that in my career, and it had a dramatic difference in the trajectory that my career took after that. Mm. It also makes a big difference um, to decide to invest in yourself and do something different for yourself. And what that means to me is creating some discipline in what I bring to the table. And that's, um, for me, that's taking care of myself first so that, and this is key, so that I can give more to others. And that means taking care of my body so that I'm healthy and I can show up early and on time and, and, and fully prepared to engage in any dialogue that I'm presented with. It means studying and being prepared and doing background research. There's freedom in the discipline of getting up early every morning and taking care of those things so that by the time the sun, you know, the sun comes up and business, businesses are humming, I've already gotten those things that really feed me done and out of the way. It gives me time to do other things. 
And the last part of it goes back directly to what you did in your introduction, which is an attitude of gratitude and continually seeing everything that comes up as an opportunity mm-hmm. to make a difference, to get involved, to be more yeah. efficient, not obligations, but opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a difference between the two, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and it's so powerful in the way that your teams take on things and in the way that other things happen. So it was the attitude of gratitude, significant work on forgiving myself for not knowing what I, what I didn't know as I was coming up through the ranks. And I pushed so many things on, on many people, knowing that they had value, but not recognizing how the interaction was important. And forgiving mm-hmm. myself for not knowing those things back then and taking up the cause of teaching it and enabling now. Yes, yes. Okay, you, you just said something that I've, I've got to explore with you just briefly. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you said forgiving yourself. That is huge. That is That stops a lot of people. And I'm not sure everyone knows that they're harboring something that, that needs to be forgiven. Uh, can you tell us just a little bit, give us some insight on what that means to you, forgiving yourself? Hmm. Well, I think there are, there's, one, um, there's one story that I, I think was, was a very good illustration of how powerful this can be for me. And, um, and I'll share it in hopes that it, it resonates with listeners and that they can um, perhaps invite themselves to the opportunity to, to see exactly what I did for myself and do it for themselves. And that was, I'm an only child. And I, you know, like any daughter, looked up to my dad and worshipped the ground that he walked on and thought he was amazing and perfect. And my, my mom and dad were very loving and very supportive and did, did the best that they could to encourage me to always be present with them. And they coached me to make sure that I was never saying what I shouldn't say beforehand. You know, you just, Andrea, you're welcome here, but why don't you just sit quietly and um, make sure you raise your hand if you want to talk and, um, you know, don't interrupt anyone and all those, all those good things. But what, the story that little Andrea took away from that was Mm -hmm. to be seen and not heard. Mm -hmm. And that really didn't serve me very well in any further relationships that I got into because I could show up anywhere. I felt like I was worth it to show up, but then I didn't have a voice. And and that story was one that I was, I didn't realize that I had internalized so deeply, but it kept showing up in my life in different relationships with, with romantic partners and different working relationships and in the way that I showed up for myself. And when I recognized that that story, even though I didn't, (laughs) I didn't intentionally commit to it was the one that I was behaving like I was committed to. I needed to step back and really forgive myself for not knowing any better. Right. I certainly, you know, I harbored nothing against my parents for doing exactly what they thought was right to coach me and support me and help me. But, you know, little Andrea took a different story away from that. And, and, and as I grew up and grew into my professional life, I never learned anything different to correct that. And it, 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 and it was, um, it didn't allow me to fully engage with, yes. with everyone around me and support them and support myself. That forgiveness of myself and the situation that that started it and continued to show up in my life 
Yes. Completely changed the dynamic of that showing up in my life, and it doesn't anymore. <laughs> Amazing. I love that. <laughs> oh, thank it's you for so that. Powerful. Thank you for yeah, that's very powerful. Thank you for being transparent enough to share that. It, you know, it's you know, I think of for the when we don't forgive other people, we don't allow them to to have an impact on our lives. We don't allow them to do anything, and we we keep them at bay. But the same thing happens when we don't forgive ourselves. We don't allow ourselves to be who we're supposed to be, and so recognition of that is very very powerful. Thank you. And you're welcome. It's so easy to talk with you. I forget that we're talking with so many, but um, (laughs) in in full transparency, that is who I am. And that is why I'm so passionate about doing what I'm doing. Because being on the other side of that forgiveness allows me to reach, reach people every day and help hold them accountable to everything that they can be. Right, right. Oh, fantastic. So you're, you're, um, with the Leadership Edge program, you mm-hmm. have specific uh, topics that you cover that address this and, and other areas that would really help leaders to become more uh, more effective. Oh yeah, I do. And uh, so in, in my in my keynote talk, which is leadership is not just for the CEO, we get into a few a few brief teaching points, and we go into some specifics to help everyone in the audience depending on exactly what it is that, that they're bringing to the table. And it's a very interactive talk if the room allows it, and usually it does. Um, most people who are showing up for that discussion are showing up because they're very curious and they have something on their mind. So what we do is we lay the groundwork for how, how work usually goes. What, are we looking for leadership opportunities? Is that something that, that the room is usually very interested in? And it doesn't matter if they're C-level executives if they're managers and directors, if they're individual contributors, they chose to come to this discussion to learn something. So there's always interest in, yeah, I'd like to be a better, more effective leader. So we get into how does that start and where does it start? Excellent. And the the interesting thing is that um, as I pull the room, you know, that there's, um, there's a lot of answers to that. There's a lot of, oh, well, you know, it starts with um, your manager or your somebody. And um, it, it, well, I'm sure we can come back to this after the break that's coming up right here. But that's not the answer. Right, right. Yeah, you know, you're so very right um, that if you don't start with what's going on with you, you can look mm-hmm. around all day long. At, and, and a lot of us have a tendency to point and blame or at least find something that's responsible. But, you you know, I always say leadership is an inside job, and that's really where you have to start. Uh, and, you know, it leads to so much resentment when we're overgiving, trying to be recognized for contributing. Because right. if you're overgiving, you're not, you're not really articulating what it is that you need to perform. You're just doing and doing and doing and hoping that, right. and, and that's, that leads to resentment, which, you know, leads to watching cat videos and complaining, not really doing productive <laughs> business. Absolutely. All right. True Life Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. 
If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Now, Andrea, right before the break, you, you mentioned cat videos, and I'm still laughing. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, it's one of those things, it's like, it's like this... Uh, you can't, it's like an accident. You can't, you don't want to look at them, but you can't keep from looking at them. Uh. I know, I know. And it's, you know, it's kind of, sim- it's a similar thing to um, Facebook, right? I mean, how much time yes. do we spend on Facebook? Uh. And it's a, it's a question that I poll my audience with. And, mm. uh, you know, so many of them can identify with sitting in meetings and full well knowing that people around them are doing Facebook and not zoning in. And it might be because it's, you know, it's a status meeting and everybody's reporting out, but the reason you're all together in the same room cannot be because you're getting paid to do Facebook. There has to be some value that was coming out of that. And I challenge the room to think about the fact that first of all, they know that it's going on. They might even been doing it, be doing it themselves. Hey, I've been there. Right. I mean, we all have, but if we're not getting paid to do Facebook, we're effectively stealing from the company as we're sitting there. And I would challenge you to, to also think about the fact that not only are you stealing from the company, but you're giving up your ability to be effective in, in that moment in time. Mm-hmm. And if there's any, is there anything more precious than the time that we're given? Cause we don't get more, right? Right. <laughs> so not only, why are we putting up with that for ourselves? Yes. But and I think we're putting up with it for our company. And, and so that starts the challenge. Go ahead, Clarence. No, no, you're Sorry. absolutely right. Uh, I, I, you're absolutely right. That is that is really key because uh, so often 
you know, people ask about uh, balance in their life. And I always go back to the issue of if you're going to be there, wherever you are, like right now, we're here and both you and I and and our producer Roy is here and he's fully present. You're fully present. I'm fully present. If you're going to do something, be fully present. That's work life balance right there. Whether you're working, whether you're at play, whether you're at home, if you're fully present, that is what matters. And if you're distracted all the time, then you're not really doing anything very well. Well, that's true. And and I think that is it, going back to the next generation and, and what they're they're looking for. And, you know, of course, I'm not that generation. So I'm, I'm observing mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm stating, you know, what I'm observing is that they're asking for that interaction and that engagement. Mm. And it's not doing something else while they're talking to you. You know, my, my 17 year old, um, it, it, <laughs> he, he will text me back and, 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 you know, a lot of kids like to text, but when I ask him what he wants, he, he likes to hear my voice. He yeah. wants to actually talk to me. There, everybody's got a preference for how they want to engage. Right. And, right. Um, you know, meeting someone where they are is so important. And so that gets us into what we talk about in, in the session and, and coming back full circle to what we, what we had started here when we were laughing about the cat videos is, is, and, and then talking about whether or not we're giving away our time, which is our most precious commodity because we're not deciding to engage and do something is that being a leader starts with you. Mm. If you see a situation and we've all been in that situation. So that's a good one where, where we, we are supposed to be doing something yet, we're, we're distracted. And so we're not being as effective at it as we could be. And yet we let that continue to happen, whether it's around the dinner table, whether it's at a, you know, it, it, even in church or a community meeting, whatever it might be, if we're focused on it, we can do much better. And so it's a decision to ask for that. If that's what you need to perform your job, the first thing, you know, when we talk to the, to the audience about why it is that they're in a leadership um, a seminar and they say, well, you know, they'd, they'd like to be given more opportunities and to be, to have more visibility and to have the choices that, that they see others having. The first step is to see yourself as a leader and decide that you're worth backing yourself up and, and asking for what it is that you need. And that's, the, the, you know, when, when I asked her feedback at the end of um, this last week's discussion yes. on, on what they liked best about the talk, Deciding that it started with them was one of the things that many people wrote down there. Wow. It's important that we're not recognizing how clearly it starts with us. We give and give and give and give and do and do and do and hope. And that doesn't work. It has to start with you. Yes. Yes. So so, uh, it's it's very telling, actually, you know, because it sounds so simple. And once you say it, I think we all get it and we know it, but we don't always operate in that mode. And you can see it play out in, in everyday life. You can see it play out in the media and in the, in the uh, in politics where we're looking for someone to save us. We're looking for this new savior, whomever it might be, whatever your thoughts and beliefs are around it. Like the president's going to save us or something's going to help our lives. And it really does start with you starts with me. Well, yeah, you're absolutely right. And so, you know, as I think about you know, being, being silent on the floor, um, you know, watching my dad and, 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 and adoring, you know, just, just being in his presence, but being quiet, 
mm-hmm. to now being on stage and speaking, the, the contrast between backing yourself up and investing in yourself and believing that mm-hmm. you're worth doing that leads you to do things and get involved and to be part of solutions and change. No one else is going to do that for you. Right. I really thought, you know, that, that just by being in, this, in the same room with my dad, that that was creating a relationship. And it certainly was. It was gentle. It was kind. It was, you know, it was thoughtful. But it wasn't, um, it wasn't me asking for what I needed. Right. Uh-huh. And I think that's something that, that, that not, many people don't do enough and we're afraid to. And um, that gets us to the second point, which is asking ourselves, checking in with ourselves. When we see a situation and we've decided that we don't like the situation, the next thing is to decide what to do, right? Mm-hmm. And that's not always an easy decision. And uh, sometimes we're afraid because we're not quite sure how to connect with someone or whether or not um, whether or not it's going to be valued, or whether it will be seen, whether it would be worth the effort, frankly, right? Yes. And so that gets us to the point of do you, how how much value do you put on yourself and your time? And so one of the things that we talk about is um, how do we how do we check in with ourselves? Um, and, and how do we make sure that we're coming forward with what needs to be said at the right time and by whom? And that is an excellent question to ask when you're bringing something up. Have you ever been in a situation where you just know that, that it's not right and you stop and you say, does something need to be said at all? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if, I, right. I'm getting I'm getting better and better at saying something now, but you know there typically it used to be where I would just grin and bear it and uh, wasn't doing anybody any good, particularly myself. And I think we also get fooled a little bit on social media that um, that we should be saying things oh. when it really doesn't need to be said. Right. And, and and so the follow-on question to that is: Does it need to be said right now and by me? Yes. And, and so when it comes to your effectiveness at work, when it comes to delivering on a better customer service experience, a better sales experience, a better, um, you know, a better employee engagement experience, meaning that people are involved having the discussions, being a team, um, working through difficult, um, you know, whether it's a production issue or uh, delivery to a client, whatever it might be, having those difficult discussions, those sorts of things probably do need to be said. And they should be said right now, meaning not in a timely way. And they probably aren't going to be said by anyone if you don't step up and do it. If it's already not happening, if there's not a structure in place to do it, you have the opportunity, not an obligation, but you have the opportunity to step up and talk about what you need to be more effective. And you yes. should, it, it, it was very telling in the room, too, as we were talking about this. People are shifting around a little bit, thinking about, <laughs> about, oh, yeah, well, all right, I can see how that could be true. And no, nobody else really has my perspective and comes from the same place that I did. So, how, <laughs> yeah, I might be the one that actually does need to be saying those things and why. Yes. 
Uh, well, uh, before before we lose too much time here, I want people to know how to reach out to you because um, the conversation is is fantastic, and the fact that you kind of laser in on these key things can I think help a lot of people who who are maybe struggling and not sure what what's at uh, at the root of it. Looks like we may have lost her. Um, we're going to reach back and, and contact her. But while we're doing that, uh, I just want to share with you that um, the conversation that we're having with Andrea is kind of focused on leaders and how leaders can really make a difference in not only in their lives and in their work, but in the work of their teams. So um, I just uh, we're we're just trying to reach out to reach out to Andrea. Uh, but while we're doing that, I just want to uh, just reiterate how important it is that the things we're talking about have to do with not only the leaders but also the people that work with them. And uh, one way to reach out to Andrea, I have her website here. It's www.headfirstenterprises.com. Headfirst enterprises.com and uh, her email is andrea at headfirstenterprises.com if you're looking for someone to speak at an event a leadership event uh, she is uh, absolutely great at that she spoke last week at a a large group and got tremendous feedback Uh, and i'm excited for the the path she's taking she's a speaker she writes she's a consultant she's a coach and her focus today and and going forward is really helping people step into their true leadership very similar to the work i'm doing and that's why uh, we she and i work so well together because we're very connected that way Uh, so with that said uh, i want to we're going to take a break here in about 10 seconds and and when we come back uh, we're going to hopefully we'll have Andrea with us and and we'll um, uh, continue the conversation for our last segment. So we'll be right back right after these messages. Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. 
Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the million-dollar mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the million-dollar mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. All right, Andrea. Um, just uh, We were just trying to make sure we knew how to get a hold of you. So I, I did share your, your website, and make sure, uh, just so that I know I got that right. Would you tell us how best to reach you? Oh, sure. Um, you can reach me at uh, Andrea at headfirstenterprises.com. And uh, the website is www.headfirstenterprises.com. And um, if you're interested in learning more about your leadership edge, there is a, a quiz that's available on the site at um, that same web address uh, slash leadership quiz. Oh, great. Thank you. I'm sure people would uh, like to get a, at least a, an, an acknowledgement or an assessment as to where they, they stand. So that's www.headfirstenterprises.com forward slash leader quiz. Leadership quiz. Leadership quiz. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so with that, with that said, when you uh, were talking with your the the group you spoke at uh, spoke with last week, and I did mention to everyone that if if they're in need of a speaker for their their event, whether it's keynote, lunch and learn, um, or otherwise, that uh, this, you would be a great person to have there. Um, our work is very similar, which which really allows us to to help each other a lot, and and I, I just love the fact that we're connected. Uh, but certainly, when you were speaking last week, you had mentioned there was this issue around communication. Can mm-hmm. you say more about that? Well, yeah, it was one of the areas that, uh, so the three things that you need to do as a leader in order to differentiate yourself and create more visibility, and it's just in the context of, of this this initial, you know, getting you out of your comfort spot and, and recognizing that it starts with you and a decision to be a leader is a beginning. And then checking in with yourself to make sure you're showing up, um, is showing up on time, doing what you're supposed to be doing and delivering when you say you're going to deliver. Um, all of those things make you credible in order to have a good conversation. We talked at the very beginning about trust and how important that is and being respected and being able to count on yourself to deliver what you know you are supposed to gives you great grounding, you know, solid feet on the ground to have a good discussion with others about what you need to perform. And that gets us to the, to the communication component once you've checked in with yourself. And that was a big question. So, you know, maybe your, your manager is a woman and you're a man. 
Maybe they're of a different race. Maybe they came from a different industry than you did. Whatever it is, there are always excuses for perhaps not having the discussion that needs to be had at the time. But there are some things that we can do to connect better. And that's what we talked about. And what I don't think um, is, is as commonly understood as, as could be is that the very first thing that we as humans do to assess another human to decide whether or not we trust them, and it's biological, it's just the survival way that we came together, was to look at them hmm. and to see if they're the same as us. And if they're, if they're the same, that's a plus. If they're not the same, question. Right. And it goes further. So the next thing is common interest. You know, do they do they participate in the same sports that you do? Do they work out um, regularly like you do? Do they maybe dress similarly? Do they have a similar kind of car? Um, are they family people? Do they go to the same church? Right? I mean, that starts to create a connection. And even if they don't look like you, they do the same things that you do. They have common interests with you. So right. that if they do, that's a plus. If they don't, it's a question. But you can go further. And there are two more steps. The next one is behaviors. You know how when, um, I know, I love talking to you because we use a lot of the same lingo and we, we feel a lot of the same things about the importance of being authentic and, and really sharing who you are genuinely so that there's no question about where you're coming from and what you're trying to accomplish. Um, so you and I connect in that way, although we don't look at all like each other and don't even live in the same state. Well, so we fortunate, connect very... Fortunate, fortunate <laughs> for you, you don't look like me, but yes. <laughs> I think you might have pulled all your hair out with the technology here. Uh, you know, <laughs> or maybe that happened a while ago. I don't know. Um, but so there are behaviors that draw people together. And if you share those, that's a plus. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, it's a question. And the last thing is shared experiences. And, and that can be, um, you know, do you have the same, do you share a role? Do you, did you work on a project together? Did you work at a particular company together? Did you go to the same school Maybe you're alum. Um, you know, so there are common um, shared experiences that can create a trust bond. And yes. it goes down that level of path. And a lot of times we don't mm, necessarily realize that there are all those different things that factor into whether or not someone trusts us. Right. And there are very simple things that we can do to find those connections and do our homework, just right. like you would if you were researching what to say in a talk, if you were researching what to present for a decision to an executive team, you would do your homework and show up prepared. In this regard, as a aspiring leader or someone who wants to be seen as more credible and trustworthy, what can you do to, to find these connections? There's so much available now on yes. social media and in other places where you can check on LinkedIn and see if you find out what school they went to. Maybe mm -hmm. they also went to a Big Ten school. Maybe they also went to a trade school. Maybe they, you know, maybe they go to your church. Maybe you have children who are similar in age. And that doesn't mean that's necessarily what you're talking about, but it gives you commonality, which creates trust and connection. And that's very valuable in bringing forward what it is that you need to perform. Because when you're talking about something and coming at it with common interest, you're connecting genuinely to someone else. The other thing we talk about a lot is vulnerability and um, how much do you really share at work? And there's a, there's a simple way to go about it that um, I like to present. And uh, I'll offer that here if, if your listeners would like to understand that better. And it, it's three concentric circles. 
you, you've heard about how important it is to um, show up authentically to any conversation and to be um, to be a bit vulnerable, um, meaning you're sharing a bit more about yourself than than you might. Oh gosh, you know, rewind 50 years and nobody knew anything about anybody else. I mean, it was all gossip, and that was just exactly what it was. Now there's a lot of sharing. So what is appropriate to share? And these three concentric circles with a with the one in the middle. That's your most intimate stuff. And that's really your family and your best friends and, and perhaps a counselor or a coach. And, that, and, you know, so it could be your very personal information. And then there's that second one. It's outside of that. And it's less information, but it's still true information. And it could be about, about all of these things that we just talked about, the common interests, the behaviors, the shared experience, um, to the degree that you're comfortable with your, with your peers and with that group, there's that second level. And then that third level is, is what you share publicly and what you're comfortable knowing or having anyone know. And do you see the difference between the very intimate number one, that tiny circle in the inside? Mm-hmm. You don't share everything with your team and with your colleagues, but there are these elements, um, these visual cues, these common interests, these behaviors and these shared experiences. But if you, if you put enough of that out there, you can connect very cleanly and appropriately with the people that you need to work with in your, in your community, in your business, in your, um, in your, in your, in your life and in, in trying to accomplish things and get things done that, that create genuine human connection and allow you to be this, this leader and influence. And it doesn't have to be everything, but it needs to be enough that people can find commonality and trust you. Uh, This is is very insightful, very powerful. I love this issue of trust and vulnerability uh, being some of those uh, just barriers, if you will, if if they're not handled correctly, uh, can be a a real problem. It's it's interesting because I was doing a a, uh, part of my workshop deals with this issue of trust because one of the things that um, I, I don't know if you've read the book, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team by Patrick Lencioni, uh, the very the biggest issue is the lack of trust uh, and that mm-hmm. creates not only a dysfunctional uh, career for yourself, but it, it gets in the way of teams being uh, very effective as well when there's no trust between them. Yeah, I agree with you. It's one of my favorite teaching stories, too. I love it. Yeah. Um, it's very powerful work. And. Actually, you know, I think that had a lot to do with where I came up with that um, that sequence of ways that you could connect. Um, he does it differently in the way that he teaches it. And I like my, you know, my four steps that you can go through. And it, yes. the thing that I like about that is it's, 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 you get to choose how much you share. But everybody's got interests. Everybody has behaviors. Everybody has shared experiences that you can make available for connection and to build trust. And it doesn't have to be everything, but it has to be enough. Right, right. Uh, so, so very important. All right, so we've got a, a, a few minutes left. And in this two, three minutes, is there one or two things you could tell a listener, a leader who just wants to make a difference in their world, in their career, uh, a quick tip, if you will? Sure. 
Um, you know, I was reading a, a book uh, last week that was called um, Extreme Ownership. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's uh, by uh, a Navy SEAL. And, and um, what he was talking about in this book was how important it is to detach from the day-to-day, the, um, the, you know, the activities, the, the, the minutia, mm-hmm. and to look at the bigger picture and to take an assessment of what are the resources that we have available in order to get something done and what can I do to influence that? What are the outside influences that are playing into that? And, you know, Jocko describes these things in the nature of the way that they identify the capable leaders in, in, in their trainees. And it's required that, that you be able to detach and see that bigger picture and assess things while you're still working in order for survival to happen. And, of course, it's a very intense environment. But it's that same level of detachment that we're asking for when we talk about it in my program and in the talk, which is decide that you're going to do something, check yourself and your surroundings, and then communicate clearly what you need. It's that level of detachment that lets you do that. And by doing that, you become that that visible leader and you're able to do something very different than you were when you didn't, when you were down, uh, you know, and not, not deciding to do something where you're just acting instead of um, Thank leading. you. Thank you so much for joining, Andrea. Everyone, there's so much more. Contact her. We'll be back next week. That's what I know. That's what I, I'm sharing it with you. Uh, we'll talk to you again next week, everyone. Thank you for joining us on today's True Life Academy. Certified coach, trainer, and motivational speaker, Clarence Caldwell, returns next week at this same time to share his keys to success to help you achieve the life you dream of. Yes, the life you were intended to live.